Welcome to the Relationship as Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Lee, outdoor adventure enthusiast, dog mom to Luna, world traveler, longtime meditator, espresso lover, and a trained somatic psychotherapist, trauma specialist, and certified coach. Talking about trauma doesn't have to be so daunting. From a connected place, we can navigate anything together. Looking forward to exploring with you today. Here we go. Welcome back to the Relationship as Medicine podcast. Megan DeBoer is joining me again. We have some really awesome things we're excited to share with you today. Megan is a wealth doula in Portland, Oregon, and um, I particularly have uh, special excitement because I've worked directly with Megan, and um, so much has happened. Well, we can share some of that with you. Um, this work is incredible, and we are going to talk about expanding and receiving and what we're seeing with the clients who we work with, who are service-based business owners and helping and healing professionals and how we can truly enjoy the experience of expanding our capacity to receive more, receiving more so that we can expand our capacity and everything in between. I'm so glad you're here, Megan. Welcome. Thank you so much, Shelby. And <clears throat> it's an honor to be here. And I'm so inspired about your work and how it influences my work and um, the importance of it, especially for helping and healing professionals, service-based business owners. Um, it is so beautiful and necessary. So this is exciting. Yeah, yeah, because it when we have safety, in our systems, uh, so much more is possible. So it's going to be a beautiful collaboration. <laughs> um, we've been inspired and in talking about what we might be able to offer y'all in terms of what we've learned and what we've grown into, what we've seen the people we've supported experience. And Megan, do you want to talk a little bit about how we've been inspired? What inspires you to do this work? All of it. Um, well, what I'm currently in so inspired about is the, is watching, watching people who are so gifted in giving and serving and supporting others to actually turn the gaze back to themselves and begin to feel able and willing and really open themselves to receiving more, receiving in all different forms, receiving money, receiving time, receiving ease, and really giving themselves permission to experience a abundant and expansive and beautiful, fulfilling life. And, um, and I think both of our personal journeys with that in our own ways, in our own work, through the years um, is evidence of that. Absolutely. Journey. Yeah. Uh, and we talk about, uh, it's not just about money. It's about whatever 
we need to flourish in our businesses. And you named some of that. (laughs) It's so important because I think a lot of people come into this conversation in survival mode thinking this doesn't even apply to me because I'm so far, it's so far out there, like the experience of pleasure or ease or um, financial abundance, like just get me out of this paycheck to paycheck crunch. And so we want to talk about how we can expand that capacity in many areas and that they feed each other. Um, And I know I'm really inspired to do this work because I want myself have really enjoyed switching from being in full scarcity mode, constantly gripped, always seeing uh, money, abundance, goodness, nourishment, just sift through my hands, like sand or like water with like a bucket with holes in it because I just couldn't hold. And so learning to like really hold and feel safe enough to to receive and have and grow and then supporting others to do that and then see what happens in the overflow. I mean, it goes all the way down to like chronic illness changes, chronic fatigue, chronic health stuff, all of the the loads that we carry shift when we feel more abundant, more supportive, more regulated, more safe and more held. And also with a sense of belonging, which we're excited to share a bit about as well. And so I just love seeing people, especially the people who need it the most, who've been spending maybe decades or their whole lives in that experience, carrying an extra load from the maybe trauma they've carried we call that the cost of doing business. And so when that can change and they actually can receive, it's just, it feels like such a celebration. Yes. And, oh, so beautiful. And, and it really is in all of the small ways um, that we can begin inviting this into our lives that have that compounding effect. And um, I know you and I were speaking about this a little while ago together almost the like the the receiving thinking of it in the body the receptivity the nur- like receiving nourishment from the food that we eat like allowing that in the the safety in our bodies to receive that that the same is true in our work that allowing ourselves to receive the financial support, you know, like holding, holding the money, having adequate reserves for our business, charging enough, having all of those pieces is what provides the safety and provides that experience of actually being able to receive it and to settle our nervous system and be able to feel safe enough to maybe take a five minute nap, 10 minute nap, hour-long nap at the end of the day if you if that's what your body needs without feeling like uh, everything is going to crash and be destroyed if you do that which can be the internal dialogue the internal narrative when there is that sense of um, paycheck to paycheck and you know that desperation that is so often consciously or unconsciously a part of self-employment, which is so um, devastating on our our lives and our nervous systems as business owners. And it can take, 
you know, it, it can be a journey to work your way out of that experience, but it really can be as simple as just shifting into giving ourselves permission to receive and working on that capacity to receive. Yeah, receiving time, receiving, um, literally just receiving some time, <laughs> even if it's just before you get on a call with a client or you meet with a client. All of that is is about permission and about the safety of allowing that for yourself and seeing that as necessary and valuable first and foremost. Yeah. And it's not as simple as just doing a mindset shift. Oh, so I've given myself permission. Why is it not working? (laughs) It has to be an embodied experience so that there's a foundation there for that shift to rest upon. And so if I give myself permission to receive and I'm not attuned enough to my inner experience, I'm not giving my body space to be having its feelings, I'm going to miss some really important details and continue to hit the same walls. But when we have enough space to explore and to really go, oh, permission to receive, that brings up terror, (laughs) or it brings up all sorts of history about what receiving was like, or wasn't like, or what I got or what I didn't. And can I, in an embodied and connected way, oh, enjoy, hopefully, hopefully it can be an enjoyable process, taking some time with this, meeting this, tending to it, allowing for the feelings, the sensations, the shapes we make around what that means to us. Because if we don't, we'll just keep muscling it with our minds and we'll keep landing back in the same place again. Um, And so when we have the ability and the support to go, oh, there's a lot happening under the surface, I can welcome it. And when we do that wholeheartedly, that's where the foundation changes. And then the mindset changes. Beautiful. And that's where your work is just so incredibly, incredibly important in providing that space with tools to be in that, to be in that reflection uh, and to give it space, to give that experience, the space that it needs to stretch, to stretch into those new corners and to have it be in the body rather than just the mind, because it absolutely, it's not, we cannot think our ways to a different experience. Mm -hmm. Usually the the thinking is the, is the last piece that, that shifts after our bodies feel safe and regulated to be in a different experience. And, and it is so important to be, to, to have the, the space, yes, but also the holding of that process, because that process can be, uh, it can bring up so many layers that, um, so many layers from our past, even if that past is just in the very recent past, you know, it can be a long time ago, but it can also be recently, you know, an experience that you had um, of feeling unsafe being in, um, being in an interaction. And so often, you know, money in my world, money is the focus of, of my work and money charges everything that it it touches. 
So when there is an interaction that involves money, it can be very dysregulating um, if it's a negative interaction. And that can, you know, unprocessed at whatever stage of life, that can shape our current response to that situation in a million different ways. But it's, it's where there's a lot of potency at that intersection of our relational exchanges with when money is involved. And that's why this work feels so important for business owners and people who are self-employed, because it is that intersection of our safety and survival, literally, um, and yes, our work and our mission and, and our purpose in the world, but it holds that, uh, that safety component, which is just a natural place where we get activated, um, our nervous system gets activated. So yeah, pieces. Yeah. And having the ability to slow down enough to attune and welcome is where it's at. I think that's what we are both huge advocates for. <laughs> As you were talking about that, I was thinking about my own experience as I often do. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, the you really have to be committed when you sign up to be a business owner to the ebbs and the flows and the ebbs and the flows and to widen the capacity to be able to weather them both logistically and emotionally. And what I've noticed in myself and so many people that I work with is that when those bottoms come, it's amazing the level of activation, not just because, oh, I might not have enough money to pay my bills, but also there's an added layer for me of I'm a failure. You know, there's so much noise. It, it adds a layer of depression. It's so raw and it's so painful. But then when we have enough capacity, we know this is part of what I signed up for. <laughs> this is part of what I plan for when I am able to budget responsibly. This is part of the ride. And it doesn't have to mean something about who I am. It means something about the natural cycles and fluctuations of the work I do, right? Um, but it can get so personal and so rigid and so scary when we don't have that regulated capacity to go, okay, I can be with this. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I love that I love that you are speaking to that cycle because it's inherent. It's inherent for all of us, <laughs> you know, um, in in some form or another. You know, some some people have a little more consistency in their businesses than other people. And it's one of the foundational pieces that I help my clients with is establishing a little less of that peak and valley experience, but it it's always going to be there. And yeah, attuning, welcoming those times and building capacity to weather that span of time that you might be in that downward part of the um, part of the wave is vital and uh, and feeling supported in that, building our capacity for that, building up systems to support us through those times and normalizing it. I mean, I, I just want to normalize this as a part, uh, an inherent part of being in business for ourselves. And, um, and there is so much that we can 
observe and learn <laughs> in both the uh, highly expansive, mm -hmm. the, the top of the curve as well as the bottom of the curve. But when we're talking about expansion um, in any form, there is going to be a natural contraction. That is part of the cycle. It's part of the natural cycle. And so learning how to be with it, be on either end of that spectrum, building our capacity at one end expands our capacity at the other end. If we learn how to be with it and attune ourselves in those moments um, to the wave as it is, because it is just a part of life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, y'all, just pausing the podcast episode for a moment. I promise we'll be right back. But I wanted to take a second to let you know about intelligent change and their incredible tools that have personally helped me so much in my business and in my daily emotional life. I use their productivity planner all of the time to help get my brain focused. It can be all over the place, truly. As an entrepreneur and a business owner, there are a thousand things that need to be tended to all of the time. The Productivity Planner helps me really get focused on what I need to do right here and right now. It gives me so much space to actually just rest in my time where I'm not focused on work, which is invaluable to me. I can get quite anxious if I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing and when. As somebody with complex PTSD and a tendency towards depression and anxiety, their gratitude journal has helped me so much in those quiet moments before bed and waking up to focus my mind, heart, and body towards focusing on what's good, what's going well, and allowing me to have a little more space to just settle in to these beautiful, precious moments. I can't recommend these enough. I'll drop their link in the show notes. And I, I'll tie this back into what you just said, the nourishment we talked about kind of in the beginning, I think about folks with developmental trauma, who are a lot of the people I work with, where we have something called the nourishment barrier. When we're in our developing stages, especially as an infant, and there isn't consistent, dependable, nurturing care. Um, it can create what we call a nourishment barrier where it doesn't feel safe to rely on nourishment <laughs> that we can't let it in because it's, it's confusing. We don't know when it'll come, when it won't sound a little bit like money. <laughs> and if we don't have the ability to take up that nourishment because it, we had a rupture there, it was blocked somewhere in those early years. We're in relationship to one thing, like we're in relationship to everything. And so we have to be able to lean into support, take up the nourishment from support to learn tools. For example, like I just thought I was supposed to know how to budget as somebody running my own business. And as an adult, never got a class on that, you know, that kind of support, take up nourishment, emotional support from like these cycles that flow through um, physical health support, money 
filters into everything. Abundance filters into everything. And so we have to learn slowly, slowly that it's safe enough to rely on these systems of support, whether it's these cognitive tools and tricks and tips or the deeper layers of the emotional care around money and that relationship. Yes. Yes. Oh, and it's such a, it's such a tender place thinking of developmental trauma and the lack of safety in receiving. And there are so many layers there and, and, and so many correlations that I see in my work around the intersection of love, money, and security, that those three um, are often uh, intertwined unconsciously, um, or they've been sort of tangled from birth um, to symbolically represent the same thing. And so when there wasn't safety or, or predictability around our survival, our survival needs through love or other forms, um, it can be really scary. It can be really scary in those in those spaces to open up to it. And this is why um, embodiment work, nervous system support is so crucial um, and why I just feel like there is such a beautiful dovetail with our work and what we're wanting to offer is just holding space, holding intentional space for that, uh, for that work to be supported and to be done. Yeah. It made me think of what we call the set point in trauma healing work, how even when there's a, a difference and it feels good, you know, when we make that cash that we wanted, when we get that thing or we are meet that person, we get the thing that we've been planning, that even a change like that can create an experience in the nervous system where it's like, oh, unfamiliar coming back to this, that point. And we're working, we have to be able to work with the nervous system so that when there's anything that's different, whether it's pleasant, unpleasant, that we create safety every step of the way that it's like, oh, okay. Even though it's different, I have capacity for this. I, I know how to navigate this. I have support for this. Um, I think we often think that I'll just, it'll be good when we get the thing or we increase the income or it becomes steady, but we have such embedded habits in our systems that anything different feels unsafe. So we have to be able to know how to move through that. Yes, it is. Change is inherently destabilizing, even if it's what we want. Yeah. Even if it's. Um, I was working with a client recently who has, you know, on paper, no reason to have um, as much activation as she was experiencing. Um, I mean, you know, logically, of course, we know physiologically, emotionally, why <laughs> we both knew why, but it was so relieving for her to hear me just state, you have finally reached this life goal where she moved into an apartment in um, New York City that she had been wanting to and home was very, very significant for her, a very big part of her past and a lot of rupture and trauma in her past around it. 
So this was a big milestone for her in her life. And she still had the residual uh, destabilizing symptoms of not feeling safe, not feeling safe, always feeling like something was wrong, something was wrong. And it was a part of our work for a while of just allowing her to acclimate slowly to the truth of things being okay in this new expansive state of living. And, um, and so yes, it is when it even when it's beautiful and good, <laughs> it can be very hard for us to feel safe enough to receive it all the way and trust it. Trust it. Yeah. And trust ourselves with it too. That's another big layer. That one's huge. Really trusting ourselves that we can receive, we can hold, we'll know every step of the way how to trust ourselves with each decision that happens. Some serious adulting. It's serious adulting. It is serious adulting. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such beautiful, beautiful work. That is what I will say. You know, every step of that journey is so beautiful to, to witness that self-actualization of learning to trust, learning to deepen into that trust that we can provide for ourselves slowly over time. Yeah. That's a big step for it a is. lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I know so many of us unconsciously kind of wait to be rescued. And you have uh, some books that you recommend around that, I think. Um, but it's so deeply embedded, uh, you know, that survival struggle can be unconsciously attached to ultimately getting the help that we're longing for, but in a way that we're not necessarily able to get. And so when we can shift that and build that resilience and trust in ourselves that we could actually be the one to bring ourselves and carry ourselves to where we want to go. Like, who would I be if that was the reality? Right. Um, and of course it makes so much sense that those young parts of us just want someone to come in and help make it all better. Of course. And but especially if there was, um, if there was, if those needs were not met early on, of course, of course. Yeah. And those young parts, if we don't slow down to notice them as young parts, we'll run the show forever <laughs> until we can fully embrace them and care for them. Yeah. 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 You're good at helping people do that very well without judgment. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> as are you in all. <laughs> yeah. Well, Megan and I are talking about this because we have a workshop coming up that I forgot to mention in the beginning uh, that we're excited to share with you all. Do you want to talk a little bit about it, Megan? Uh, sure. I, I am so excited about this collaboration, which has just felt so natural and it's just unfolded so beautifully. Um, but we are going to have a 90 minute workshop on September 7th, which is really a somatic approach to receiving and expanding in just this way that we've been discussing. Uh, and it is really 
intentionally for service-based business owners and people in the healing and helping um, fields of work. So yeah, that's that's a brief introduction. <laughs> Do you want to, what, what else? Sure. Yeah. And, you know, it is around receiving, learning to receive, being in the conversation, exploration, whatever it is you need to flourish in your business, learning to open up to trust, maybe learning the places that aren't so open to trust, building those resources of safety and understanding how to do this in a slow, um, mindful way so that we don't blast our systems open and then end up kind of back exactly where we were and just bringing up so much care and awareness as we regulate our nervous systems and learn how to support ourselves in that over time to be able to open our capacity to expand receive more and more and hopefully my hope is that bringing even more of a layer of stability into our relationship with abundance, money, all of it. Yes, exactly, exactly. And yeah, I'm so excited for the guidance and the the support that you are going to offer in holding um, holding the container for people to experience that and to deepen and develop their skill around holding uh, space for this slow process of integration um and yes receiving in all forms receiving. Mm -hmm. yeah uh i'm excited to talk ab about uh how under earning and under receiving can be a form of that nervous system activation and how we can create space in ourselves to maybe try something a little different <laughs> maybe even over receiving and over earning. Um, and I'm excited to bring in, we're going to do a dance of experiential practice. So it'll be something that you really participate in uh, as an attendee and um, cognitive as well. Um, Megan is brilliant in both and you, you have so much wisdom to offer and you've worked with so many people in the service space industry and learning about these dances that we do and how to kind of untangle so that we can get more in alignment with our intention and really be able to be on path in that way. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And um, it will be a beautiful dance between our two styles and approaches that are so synergistic and so, um, yeah, so complementary and so needed for um so needed yeah mm. well if y'all want to join us again it is september 7th and we will put a link below in the show notes so that you can sign up and participate and receive all the goodness it'd be awesome if you can show up live and uh, we really love meeting everybody that we're working with Anything else you want to say, Megan? Uh, I don't think right now. I'm just, I'm just so excited. So excited. I know it will be a very rich and um, dynamic, dynamic event. Yeah. 
I have some great homework for everyone listening. Megan and I have built a friendship over the years. Actually, we were friends and then she let me be her client for a few years and we're we're still friends now. (laughs) And we got to enjoy the most awesome arrival into our conversation. We just started by celebrating together. (laughs) What's good? What, What kind of abundance is happening And uh, if you have somebody that you can do that in your life to just take a few minutes, really celebrating together and being joyful together about the goodness that you're letting in, it can be so simple. It can be that you brush your hair today. It can be that you, you actually made it to the phone call. It can be extravagant. Maybe you just bought a house and you want to celebrate. Um, And really practicing the art of sympathetic joy, where we're in this together, honoring and affirming each other's joy. What a beautiful, beautiful uh, thing for people to do. And, and as you were saying that, I just felt it all over my body again, just from the beginning of our call, just, and just allowing our bodies to be, to actually receive that joy completely. And that's a practice that I'm just really welcoming in of like, let's allow ourselves to really experience that that joy and that celebration and soak it up (laughs) when it is here Um, because that is also a capacity builder to notice and then to allow ourselves to receive the, the the joy the effervescent joy that that exists in our bodies yeah and in relationship doing it together (laughs) <laughs> yeah, witnessing each other, feeling it for each other and celebrating it with each other. Yeah. I think that was the first game changer for me. I used to be so jealous and envious that I couldn't celebrate other people. And then when I started to learn how, it was just like a, oh, this is how you do it. <laughs> it's a lot changed. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes. 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 So beautiful. Oh. Well. Awesome. Okay. Well, we look forward to seeing y'all. Megan, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and we'll put all the info in the show notes. Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I have really special news to share. I've planned a deeply nourishing and luxurious retreat for us in Panama in May of next year. It's called Soulful, a somatic embodiment retreat for healing and wellness providers. If you're here listening, it's for you. I created this retreat out of my own burnout, wanting everyone to get the opportunity to return to their own deepest heart with nervous system regulation work, surfing, gentle yoga, and so much more. Come realign with your soul's compass. Expand your capacity to meet life with more ease and sink into really sweet support. Spots are already filling up. Find the link in the show notes or at shelby-lee.com.